Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hello folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash. Today we are speaking to Sean. Sean, I did not clarify this before we got started, but how do I pronounce your last two names? I don't want to make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be Sean Temitopwe Akinwale. Okay, great. So, yeah, today we're speaking to Sean. Sean has finished his MBA from Imperial College uh, only at the end of last year. So he's obviously coming with a lot more, a uh, lot fresher perspective on MBA. Sean started his journey as a software engineer at Accenture before pursuing the part of project management and business development. Sean currently works for himself as a freelancer, as a change management consultant. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, Avinash. Thank you for inviting me. No problem at all. Sean, so, you know, in my intro was obviously light because, to be honest, I couldn't find too much about you online. So why don't you try and add some flavor in terms of how your career has progressed over the years? All right. Uh, well, um, my decision to keep material uh, a bit light online just reflects the fact that my career is quite eclectic. I have done... <laughs> various um, various things um, and it's all added up to giving me the ability to relate with different types of uh, individuals and that's helped me in the business sphere. Um, as you rightly said, I started out along the technical line, geoscience slash um, computer science, software engineering, software testing, and then gradually moved the way of um, business systems, which led to an improved awareness of the business drivers behind technical requirements. And then off the back of that, I went more in depth into business, which naturally led to management and hence the desire to do an MBA. And um, post MBA, my career has, um, well, it's, it's, bifurcated one on one side there's the change management uh, of which i'm a strong advocate and on the other hand uh, business development and entrepreneurship so those are the two hats i wear at the moment yeah fair enough just go back in time as well so you have done your master's in science from harriet watt university and and i'm just checking online it's it's, it's based in edinburgh yes. um so what did you do before that? What did you do your undergraduate in and where was that? My initial undergraduate was in geology and mining mm -hmm. from the University of Jos. Um, and um, after that, I did a, a stint in business information systems and uh, management um, at Middlesex. And um, yeah, so like I said, eclectic, versatile, <laughs> that's always been me, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So, so you started off as a software engineer, and was that? Oh, so that was before your master's degree. Yes. Um, and then after your master's degree, that's when you made a switch to the business lines of project management and um, uh, the business development route. So, what has yes. what has driven your motivation towards following different paths? Did you did you what did it come out of a need? to do something different than what you were doing at the moment or did it come out of uh, you know some high level ambition or the goal that you were going for well i would say it, it was more driven by a desire to 
go back into what was my original um, field, which was geoscience and energy. So off the back of my master's in energy at Harriet Watt University, I went back into the oil and gas industry mm-hmm. as a business development manager. I um, see. Yeah. I see, I see, I see. So some of the companies I'm looking online, so for example, STA, Business Information System and Applied Energy and the American Association of Petroleum Geologists. So so you had shorter stints at uh, some of these. I think your longest one was in a company called TGS. Yes. Um, yeah, how... What were you doing there and what was that like? And you, you stayed there for quite a bit. So obviously, I'm, ex- I'm assuming that that was probably the most enjoyable of the previous roles. Uh, well, it wasn't a question of um, whether they were enjoyable or not. Star Business Information Systems and uh, Applied Energy were startups. Star Information Business Information System was actually my startup. I see. Um, uh, I took my experience from software testing and project delivery, I then started a a business um, in Lagos, helping small and medium-sized enterprises to refine their project requirements and also um, control their delivery and change management so they can successfully adopt the technology they were buying in. And off the back of that, I then worked for a client. It kind of morphed from a client into an employer, uh, Applied Energy, where a couple of, you know, a set of partners approached me and said they wanted to start up uh, a geoscience consulting business and could I help them start it off. And uh, I then took on that project and uh, set it up for them. And off the back of that, I then left the country to go to Edinburgh for my master's. TGS, by virtue of being uh, a global company, um, well, once I started work there, well, things just carried on as uh, as jobs tend to. <laughs> until, um, the 2015, 2016 glitch in the oil industry where, you know, prices crashed and uh, all com- companies contracted. Uh, eventually, my business unit was deemed surplus to the strategy, and uh, well, they essentially shut the whole unit down. And um, well, luckily and unluckily for me, I was halfway through my MBA. Mm. Uh, financially, it wasn't the most fortunate, but in terms of in terms of my skills and abilities, it was okay in that I was gaining skills that I could then fall back on to then do what I'm doing now, which is trying to, well, create new employment for myself and for and for others. So, yeah, it, it's, it's working out okay in the end, uh, but uh, undoubtedly tough. Yeah, of course, of course. So that, that okay, now now it makes sense because one of my question was um did did that did the TGS and the oil industry did that impact or your decision to do an MBA, but that wasn't the case. You had already started your MBA uh even before uh the fluctuations in the oil yes. industry. Yes. Fair enough, fair enough. So so okay, so that in that case, what prompted you to even do your MBA? Why MBA? Well, 
um, it's only a matter of time. Once once you're in a business development role, you are essentially an entrepreneur. Um, that is, you're an entrepreneur within your organization, and you will be doing things like market analysis, customer engagement, things that an entrepreneur would be doing. And beyond that, you'd be looking to justify you know, your products, um, what, what's the cost of production versus the addressable market and how much re- ultimate revenue you can bring in. And once you're starting to do that, you're encroaching into MBA territory where you then want to learn more. And that's, that's what drove me. Um, it gave me a, the job gave me a taster of the other things that go on in a business that I wanted to know about. I wanted to know about accounting, HR, marketing, strategy, things like that. And an MBA was, uh, was, was perfect for that. I see. I see. Very interesting. So, so if, if that was the case, then did you ever consider not doing an MBA, but rather starting something of your own? Or was it always the MBA, like trying to understand where the mindset was? Okay. Um, would I have just gone into business on my own mm-hmm. without the MBA? Chances are no. Mm. I, because prior to that, my mindset had always been very professional, company-oriented. Um, so chances are I would have just carried on uh, business-related roles, but maybe not um, gone into business for myself, no. I see, I see, I see. So what what happened during the MBA? What motivated you now to actually work for yourself or work as a consultant? Well, it, it, it's part of the learning that goes on in an MBA. Mm. Yeah. At Imperial, there was a strong emphasis on entrepreneurship and that kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities. Um, being able to come up with an idea and then go through the steps of validating that idea and um, hopefully uh, manifesting that idea into the world. So being able to go through that process in a Mm. controlled environment like an MBA course gave me the confidence to try. Um, And ultimately, everybody knows, you know, being an entrepreneur is risky, but Having done a few practice sessions, let's use that term, um, during the course, it, it gives you, you know, it, it gives you the the confidence to give it a go um, in, in real life, and with the connections that you make, the people you meet, and and the way that you gain an appreciation of the business ecosystem, it helps you then take advantage of your own skills and abilities that you've, you know, you've developed Mm. during the MBA and all the other abilities that you've developed before the MBA during your career. You can now mesh all that together and then try and give birth to to an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great point. Great point. So, so, 
when you did decide to go into MBA, what kind of career uh, option did you have in mind before you went in? Was it always to try and strengthen your business skills and still remain in oil and gas and maybe grow in that area? Or did you say, look, I'm going to go in and I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to going to any field after that? Where was your mind regarding this? All right. My, my mind was actually in between the two options you, you made. Um, it, what I knew I wanted to transition out of oil and gas uh, because anyone around that time was on the business side of things, had an appreciation of where the oil and gas industry was going. And it is still going in that direction uh, in that ultimately renewables will supplant um, the traditional uh, oil and gas model in the whole energy mix. So my my thinking then was to go into renewables and then chart a course uh, or chart a career in that. Uh, but having entered the MBA and discovered other avenues um, of using your business abilities, I kind of drifted off um, a core focus on energy, and um, I, I developed an interest in strategic implementation, uh, which is where the change management uh, came into things, where appreciating that everyone can come up with ideas, innovation is a hot buzzword in the you know in the business world right now but there's also a problem with organizations being able to assimilate the innovations that they buy in and change management is one of the core means by which that can be achieved and having discovered that i i decided to you know to dig a bit deeper into that uh, into that field and yeah I, it's one of my you know, it's one of my um, ambitions at the moment to, to carry on helping companies not only source information, but mm. to effectively embed those those innovations into their operations. Yeah. So how does how does the change management work? Do you still have to be limited to one industry? Like, are you are you still in the oil and gas industry and working a change management within the industry, or does it mean you're able to translate to other industries also easily? It's uh, it's one of those um, I would say a core management skill that translates mm. um, across industries. It's not typeset to one industry. If you're a business and you are growing and you're innovating, then change management, which is essentially the people side of your projects, is always relevant. So as long as you've got people working for you, then change management is a, is a key skill in your organization. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Have you worked, uh, have you got the opportunity to work on any other industry besides oil and gas? Well, yes. Um, prior to hmm. prior to oil and gas, I, I did a, some time um, working for a client in telcos, uh, hmm. telecommunications, and also an FCMG company, um, big multinational. Um, and all that was as a consultant working for 
um, one of the major consulting uh, houses. So yeah, I, I had a bit of jumping around various industries. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. So what prompted you to choose Imperial for your MBA? Well, Imperial is known for <laughs> its science and technology and, and there's a big push uh, within the Imperial Business School community um, relating to tech commercialization. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that drew me to um, to to the school because coming from a science background, um, an institution like that was very appealing as opposed to a more finance-based MBA that some of the other very good schools as well offered. But I found Imperial's science core Mm. very appealing yeah yeah yeah. were you already based in London when you made your decision on Imperial or did you move to London because of Imperial (laughs) oh I was already based in London okay okay so that that made it relatively easier I guess yes okay okay fair enough did you ever consider other UK universities like Cambridge Oxford etc no Um, reason being well not for the lack of interest, mm. yeah, but I found you, you need to find an optimum in terms of what you, the the quality of the education and the price you pay. Yeah. Um, some of these other ones, excellent names, excellent quality, but the price kind of um, has gone beyond optimum. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good point. So how how was your expectation of how MBA would be like and how did it match to reality? Oh, well, my, my expectations would be hard work and it fantastically matched that expectation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I knew what it would be, what it would entail having had um, conversations with friends who had done MBAs and having experienced uh, a master's level uh, education in the UK. I knew what to expect in a way. And um, having done the research before applying um, for a good many months before that, I, I kind of had an idea of what to expect because the brochures and the student support um, material were very helpful in spelling out what the program involved so yeah it, it lived up to expectations and I, I would say bar some niggly operational issues that you can't avoid within any you know any organization it would it in it in some ways surpassed um what i expected and that the staff were very helpful um they would essentially bend over backwards to Make sure that as students you you didn't suffer duly. They didn't, mm. you know, they didn't scrimp on the academic rigor required for your work, but they always made sure you had the support and, you know, the environment in which to do what you uh, what you had to do. And also, if you had problems, the staff were always willing to listen to your problems, and I found that very helpful. I see. I see. Did you did you consider f- 
full-time MBA at all? You did executive MBA, of course. But did you ever consider doing a full-time MBA? No. Uh, reason being, um, at, at that time, I wanted something I could fit around work. Mm. Um, that was one of the core requirements before I started. Ultimately, after then leaving my former place of work, I ended up being pretty much a full-time student anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the initial initial thinking was, yes, I need something I can both work and school at the same time. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. How was, how was your MBA structured? Was it because I think Imperial has two kinds, right? One of them is a weekend MBA and one of them is spread during the weekdays. How was yours? Uh, ours was the weekend, but I think they've discontinued um, that format now. I'm not mm. sure what they've got rolling at the moment, uh, but I think they've remodeled the weekend element. Ours was... Um, one full weekend every month. Um, for, um, by weekend, that's from a Thursday to a Sunday. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's intense. That's intense. And and you you had a family back then. Oh, I still do. Uh, <laughs> no, what I meant to say is sorry. Yeah, I don't I frame that well. <laughs> it, it was um, well, it, it was one of those um, it was now or never decisions mm. and um, just jumping in at the deep end which in hindsight I, I wouldn't advise anyone to take lightly because uh, um, at that point we had my wife and I had a young daughter mm. and she was expecting our son who was born halfway through the MBA Ooh. so <laughs> <laughs> at around at around the same time that I left my my job, oh. so exactly it was um, it was a fairly unique set of circumstances, and it wasn't easy at all. But it all worked out relatively well in the end. Yeah, so. exactly. Because you, you you're sounding really cool right now, but I'm I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been <laughs> so relaxed uh, at that no. point of time. It, not at all. It wasn't. Um, it was. It was. It was quite stressful, um, but well, grace of God and some resolve and the whole family pitching together, mm. um, we we managed to see ourselves through. And that's that's one advice that I'd give, you know, an MBA student who is who's got a family who's considering, you know, um, doing an MBA, is. You have to carry your family along and you have to involve them in the planning of the MBA journey from before you actually start um, because you will need their support at some point. It's a very intensive experience. Yeah, yeah. Completely, completely agreed. Cool. Um, yeah, and... and can you talk a little bit more about your, um, you know, experience at Imperial? What are some of the things that um, you liked and what are some of the things that you think the college can improve on? Well, in, in, I, I, I touched on this earlier. Well, on the like side, I like the way the staff that I came in contact with, um, how they were very helpful 
um, how they were willing to chase down information for you, how they were willing to take on board um, information you gave them. You know, if you were facing difficulties, they they take that on board and try and come to some sort of agreement where um, the work that you were given didn't impact on your um, family life uh, within 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 reason, of course, and. Um, also, the fair amount of flexibility you had in tailoring the learning to your requirements, especially then second year where you um, had a, a range of electives to take, plus also the um, MBA experience week was, was excellent. Uh, we went um, to South America, which... Um, they involved us to a, to a certain extent in, you know, planning the destination and um, choosing where to go. And yeah, that those were those were enjoyable uh, experiences. On the other side, probably the only thing I'd say was um, the student support portal was a bit tricky um, to. Mm-hmm to get working properly. It, it sometimes didn't send out notifications and things like that, but that's, that, that's just an issue with that particular platform. Mm. Didn't reflect on the professionalism and the support of the staff at all. And I think that that's probably the only thing that uh, I could say, well, maybe they could finesse that a bit, but everything else was okay. Yeah, I see. I, I, I have a feeling you're being too kind to them. <laughs> um, so, you know, let's, let's imagine this scenario. Let's say I placed you in a room with the MBA program directors and the <laughs> lecturers. What would you want to tell them? <laughs> uh, the, good good question in that. What, what would I want to tell them? I, I think the only thing I'd, I'd add to that is probably more financial support mm. uh, or for students that that's probably it because everything else is as expected from a university and um yeah from my experience at other universities they're, they're not bad mm. and, um they're, they're, they did quite well ultimately we were there to you know, uh, obtain some information, improve ourselves, get a, the ability to interact with um, learned professionals in the fields that we were interested in, and we got those opportunities. Um, there wasn't any professor I wanted to meet that I couldn't, mm. and um, they all gave me their time. Yes, we all have to be what's it, respectful of each other's commitments, but maybe it's just me i'm not a very pushy person <laughs> so, uh, i'm not too fussy and i always got what i wanted because i engaged well in advance of things becoming critical so i was able to well approach things calmly and more often than not i got what i wanted yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I can say you do come across as someone who, who can plan and, and quite proactive uh, and, and quite calm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. So, Son, one question which I try to understand and I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you is, you know, 
what motivated you to want to even come on to the show what what yeah what did you have in mind is there something specific that you would want to pass on to someone yeah what what made you say yes <laughs> what made me say yes well what made me say yes is this is essentially a conversation i had with a friend of mine before mm. i decided to do the mba i went and asked him what was it like mm. and i feel now that i have experienced it as well i'm sure there are people out there who would be asking themselves what is it like and being on this show just helps me add my voice you know to you know to the conversation you know helping people get a an understanding of what to expect you know it's when they say intensive one year program or intensive two year program they're not just putting it there it is intensive mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know you 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 have to be very very disciplined with your time you have to be very committed to wanting to get the mba done because at some point you might want to give up um you have to carry your family and friends along you have to carry your employers along if you're in employment you know because these are all sources of commitments and obligations that you will probably have to put on mute for a while while you try to get some things done because it it is a tough it's a tough process but at the end of it if you manage it all properly it's a great experience and yeah. yeah i just wanted to pass that on to people that it's it's fantastic to want to do it but you need to make sure those other things are there to support you yeah yeah fair enough great point you then mentioned about the point of that there will be times when you'll feel like you feel like giving up and i guess in your case circumstances did not help much sometimes did you ever feel like giving up oh uh, yes i, I won't <laughs> lie um not not because i'd lost i'd lost um the desire for the course no it was just um there there were times where other commitments took priority mm-hmm. that put pressure on you know my being able to do the things that i needed to do but because of the support of my wife we were able to rejig certain things um, that needed doing to give me the time to do the mba work and largely due to her understanding i was able to cross the line because that's why i said you have you will at some point need the support of yeah. your family because if it wasn't for her i wouldn't have been able to complete it yeah absolutely no that's that's a really great point um switching gears a little bit how was your experience with you know other students and and uh, the peers uh, during the class um what kind of backgrounds were they from and what were you able to learn the most from others Well in terms of um, backgrounds they came from pretty much every background um, we had um, the google type companies we had the more um, established bank type companies we had lawyers we had doctors um, we had people like myself from a science background we had people from you know commercial arts background so we 
every type of person you can think of from whatever field we had one person you know on uh, on the course and the, the things that I learned most from them is communication. You have to be able to talk to people and more importantly, let them talk and listen. Because if you're talking, you're probably not learning. You'll be surprised what perspective someone else can bring to a problem. And quite often, it might be just that special magic dust that you need you know, to solve whatever problem you're facing. So that that, that was one of the things that I, I took away from my cohort of, uh, of students. And, you know, communication, collaboration, and just trying not to be the smartest person in the room because guess what? It's an MBA is a pretty self-selecting bunch these are guys who are used to overachieving from day one so don't don't try to be too smart because everybody's smart just dial it down listen to what others have to say you learn something and then you input your um, your insights into the conversation and build up on what the other person has said and eventually you will get to a richer solution and if you know you went there and tried dazzling everybody with your you know abilities yeah i think i think that's a great tip i don't think that's ever come up before in the show so yeah thanks thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot for that <laughs> um the other question i had was yeah actually um i was going to ask you if you have any other tips or advice but i think that pretty much takes the cake <laughs> yeah and so, so right now you're working as a change management consultant. What's what's next for you? What what does your, you know, short term horizon look like? Maybe in the next one or three years or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. The, like I said, um, I've got two 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 hats at the moment. The change management is something I see as passion. Um, I'm an advocate. That's what I call myself. Um, mm regards to that i will talk to anybody anytime about you know how important it is but over the one two three um, year horizon is more entrepreneurship where i'm looking to work in project funding for the entertainment industry um in africa especially nigeria it's um it's an industry that's finally starting to find its legs what is project funding is it like vc funding or what is project funding uh, well essentially it's just raising um money okay finance equity for films interesting but instead of raising the equity for the companies that make the films no the company the production houses are usually established you're just raising uh, equity for particular film productions. I see. That's very interesting. Why Why that in particular? Do you have a passion towards uh, films? <laughs> or or do, you, do you think it's a good business opportunity? Why that? Both. Um, okay. everyone, everyone loves movies. And the yeah. um, movie industry is, is fairly unique and it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Cool. I'm not one. I'm not one for a lot of formality, and uh, I like I like that about that industry. And 
it's also about finding a means of being relevant. And I'll explain that. Um, a mean, by that I mean, where is your ability most needed? Where can it make the most good? And at the moment, it's a, that's an industry that's, it's a nascent industry that's finding its, its niche. It's suddenly mm. finding a, a rich seam to develop. Um, we're starting to solve the problem of piracy and now the value being created by the filmmakers is starting to accrue back to them and it's motivating them to make more movies and people in the country are starting to consume and enjoy these movies and the industry itself is starting to grow um, which presents an opportunity for people like myself to, you know, make our talents and, and you know, available to helping the industry better itself. Yeah, and very interestingly, you also mentioned that this is an opportunity to actually make an impact or make a difference and maybe something more meaningful as well. Yes, exactly. And that's it, because... The, the thing is, if you can source finance for someone's movie, that person will need cast and crew and a host of ancillary professionals to bring that film into reality. And that provides employment. And we're talking a country where the traditional forms of employment are hard-pressed you know the traditional industries are hard-pressed and here's a growing industry that can draw in more people with talents and you know actually help them put food on their table so we can help them create films they can then create employment which ultimately makes things better in the country yeah love it awesome awesome great sorry i interrupted you <laughs> No, 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 it's all good. Yeah, so that, that's, uh, that, that's the thing. It's just um, helping another industry establish itself and in, the media, you know, and in doing so, you know, finding relevance in your own abilities and skills. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, amazing. Cool, so Sean, what is the one thing you wish I had asked you? Uh, the one... One thing I wished you could have... Well, probably... the If... My... Expectations for the MBA... Career-wise... Mm -hmm. Matched what ultimately happened. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good point. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, and the reason why I said that is quite often when we go into an MBA, we think the MBA will magically make us different. And then all of a sudden, companies and employers will start beating their way to our door. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, what, I, what I would say is what I ultimately found is something that, a friend of mine that I consulted before I do it, he, he told me in a cryptic way that took experience for me to discern. Uh, I'll, I'll use an, an analogy. You know, they say 
it's not the suit that makes the man, but the man that makes the suit. So apply that to the NBA. It's not the NBA that makes the person, but the person that makes the NBA. Um, having an NBA will not suddenly make you someone different or super special. No. You have to work on yourself before you take the MBA. And then when you now get that MBA, you are the one that's bringing life to it, not the other way around. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely. Yeah. I think I think I think you have had some of the most punchy lines in this whole <laughs> show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. I uh that's that's all I really had for you, Sean. Uh, is there anything else that you would want to pass on as like the final piece of advice in terms of um you know what what people might find helpful and to finish it off, you know, how can people find out more about you and how can they get in touch with you? Uh, well, um, I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm always there, Sean Tokwakimale. Um, if people are interested in reaching out to me, um, just uh, send an email, and I'll be I'll be happy to to answer. But my parting shot would be, you know, the MBA is a great experience. Um, if you've got the means to undertake it, do it. Um, it you will come out with a greater appreciation of why the world in terms of the economics and even to an extent the politics is the way it is. And it also gives you the skills to to chart your own destiny if, uh, if need be. Yeah. So just do it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thanks a lot for your time today, Sean. Really appreciate you coming onto the show. Hey, um, I would I'd like to thank you for letting me um, uh, let me talk at length. <laughs> I've enjoyed myself. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Right, Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to TheMBAJam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.